Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, alongside Ricky. Ricky, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Our, I, uh, our, I was kind of hoping you were going to introduce yeah. yourself as Ruckman. Yeah. Did I not? Did I? I don't know. No, you didn't. What I said, no, you, I said you Chris this time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the intro is always the same. Hey, our uh, wonderful, uh, uh, you know, co-host Ruckman, our fearless leader or uh, man in the trenches, as it were, is is about to head off to Seattle and have an amazing time. He's uh, demanded a meeting with uh, Rosewater and uh, Forsyth um, inside the, the Olive Garden. Garden. Yeah, inside the Olive Garden. And, you know, if they don't show up, they're cowards. That's all there is to it. Exactly. Uh, so, that's you know, how the world both, works. That's how it works. Ball's in their court, you know? So this week, you get the Chris and Ricky show, um, the Chris and Ricky content, or as I'm abbreviating it, content. Huh? The content? Content. Chris and Ricky. Workshop it. Workshop it more. Yeah. Crew, and Crew 3, it works together, right? Crew 3, it's content. Crew 3, it's content. I've already trademarked it. Don't even try people at home. Uh, I've already got it. Hey. <laughs> Man, what an episode we've got for you tonight. What a time for Ruckman to be out because uh, it's been it's been two weeks already, which means it's spoiler season again, right? I'm going to tell you yeah, right tell now. Me. Uh, Texas public education yeah. is going to make this a very difficult set for some people. Okay. Uh, naming, namely me. Right. And you. And me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and everybody else who was not left behind. <laughs> I didn't get left behind, Ricky. You remember that? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, this is, uh, I think, going to be the mo- the most words set. And I yeah. feel like I keep saying that, but Every this is time. the most words set yeah. I've ever seen. And we've only seen, we've already seen 82 cards, apparently. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I was um, I was on Bridger's podcast. Um, we recorded it last night. He'll put it out when he gets a chance. Um, I had to kind of reschedule on him last minute. So thanks to him for being so grateful. The Shock Seas podcast, and uh, we had our first battle. So we did a lot of talk about battles, our new our new card type, and what it did and where that can go. And of course, I'll, I need to get Ricky's take on that. And we'll get Ruck. Can we just start with back. the battles? Yeah, let's go. Let's go ahead and dive right in. I mean, uh, I think you have a pretty cool announcement to, to tell all the people, though, right? Uh, in regards to your Magic Arena. Adventures? I just, I don't think it's that cool anymore because it happened. If it yeah. was really cool, people like me wouldn't be able to do it. But I did make Mythic. That's right. Another uh, Mythic season playing uh, Shadows of Innistrad Limited, right? Yeah, because I sure didn't do it playing one Limited. That's for sure. Man, that's that was wonky. And even I, like, I, I thought I would have this set in the bag. I'm like, man, I, I know this set. I played it. I drafted it. Um, but not as much as I remember. The the actually original Innistrad cards need to slow it down here, um, are things that I remember. But the Shadows cards, I played some standard because I played Mono Blue, but not as much draft. So uh, I kind of punked out. I think I had kind of some middly drafts and have to decide if I want to invest a little more to play some more or just go to Explorer because Explorer with these cards I think is going to get... But, uh, I, man, mm-hmm. Arena yeah. makes me mad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think about Arena and I think about yep. the Pioneer we could have, right? Right. But then they do the things problem, like... S- the Pioneer we were promised, Ricky. The Pioneer right. we were promised. Is that what you're telling me? Right. The People's Pioneer, right? People's Pioneer. Uh, pioneers for the people, you know? That's right. Cron-tank. Wu-Tang is for the children, right? That's right, yeah. Uh, so I... Then, like, SOI Remastered comes out, and yeah, I'm like, this is amazing. This is so much fun. Yep. The idea of the rotating draft format every week is really fun. Mm-hmm. The Everything is just 
great. I, I love the whole thing. I think that their implementation was very good. I think that like the promo pack, like the pre-order pack was really good. Yeah. Um, we think is we had this before, right? And they said they were going to keep doing it. They were like, hey, actually, you like these draft formats. We're going to keep delivering you these draft formats. And then they were like, actually, this does not make us as much money as it possibly could. So we're going to stop doing. It. Well, you like, know? you know, I think that the Almond Cat one was a little rough because they, it was, in their haste. It was terrible. A little rough was, was absolute garbage. It was in their haste to try uh-huh. to get everything into Pioneer, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they made a draft format with 37 uh, board wipes. Yep. And uh, all the creatures were ultra aggressive. True. So you had to build an aggro deck uh, and die to the board wipe. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. Or draft the board wipes and not draw them and die to the aggro decks. It was just not fun. Yeah. Dichotomy Uh, of the format, you know? This format is a ton of fun. You do so many weird things. Uh, The mixing of the original Innistrad cards is a blast. I cannot wait for the last week before war of the march of the war of the machine of the spark yeah something like that Mm -hmm. uh the draft format is just every pack is gonna have like a straight up banger from original innistrad it's just like yeah gristlebrand snapcaster mage uh garuk geist of saint traft just throw them in the draft everyone gets them right right now it's fun because there's a flashback card in every pack which is really cool sever the bloodline is an uncommon. uncommon. The real fun thing you could be doing right now is drafting like uh, all the faithless lootings, bump in the nights, and alms from the vein. Yeah, I've seen several people just like I've got four faithless looting, four bump in the nights, and six alms from the vein, and I'm just going to kill you yeah. like that. You're just you're, yeah, you're just you're just going to lose life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get drained of vampires <laughs> into the max. So, hey, I had a I had an epiphany. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching a uh, twenty-one drum, Jump Street the other day. Yeah, you familiar with it? Jonah Hill. It's got Jonah Hill in there. Yep, it's and it made Shana me realize. Hill. It made me realize that modern players, they're not so bad. You know? Yeah. Yeah, really modern players in the modern format, they're they're actually okay with me, and, and I it kind of inspired me. You know what? I'm gonna bring Pioneer to modern, and so I am as we speak working on a uh, an inverter deck, but for modern. You know. We're going to oh, play yeah? some Inverter of Truths. We're going to invert the truths in modern, though. That card's banned in Pioneer. Uh, it sure is. It sure is, but not in modern, though, because it's not free. Right, but you so can't play mana. Dig Through Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't play... I don't think you can play Dig Through Time in modern, right? Right. Yeah, I played it in Pioneer, and a guy was like, I think that card's banned. And I was like, not in this format, weirdly enough. Right. So. If the card is fun and exciting, it's not banned. Yep, exactly right. Hey, we have got approximately 87 spoilers. So, uh, Rick, you got anything else before we jump right in here? Um, I do, actually. Let's go. What else you got? All right, here's here's our off-topic bit for the moment. Oct- right? oct- oct- yes, we need one every single episode. How dumb of me, I forgot. Go ahead. It happens every March and April. Uh-huh. But Hearthstone rotates. Does right? it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they always do something in their rotation because they don't just rotate out the old sets, right? Right. They also revamp the core set that they yes, give to they everybody. Do. Yep. Like everybody, you don't have to craft the cards on the core set. You can just have them. Right. And they change it every year. And last year, they got me pretty good because they, they know that I'm a boomer, right? 
Yeah, they made Reno Jackson. They put Reno Jackson, yeah. Bran, uh, Bronzebeard, and nope. Sir Finley back into standard, right? Yeah, they sure did. And I downloaded and I played for quite a while. Almost made oh, it. you fool. You, you, know, you absolute you fool. That? I almost yeah. made historic <laughs> oh, wow. playing Reno Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they're going to get me again because they made their announcement for what they're changing in the core set. And mm-hmm. Reno Jackson and Pals are out, right? Right. Uh, but they're bringing back uh, Dr. Boom. <laughs> okay. And uh, the... Uh, what's his name? The the eight mana eight eight that goes like die insect or whatever Cthulhu? that does eight damage. Oh, and Ragnaros. Like, Ragnaros. Yes, they're Ragnaros. bringing back Ragnaros yeah. and Doctor Boom and wow. a bunch of other like OG like base set and gnomes and goblins. Uh, hey, if, if those cards are anywhere good enough, I'll play with you. I think my I still have on my Twitter profile that like that's the closest to like, you know, semi-professional player I got was like, we had a couple open tournaments that I attended. The problem was like, I didn't like playing online. Um, I actually played a lot of Hearthstone on my phone. Weirdly enough, like work was slow. And so I, I hit uh, Legend and Hearthstone pretty much every season that I tried, but attending tournaments was tough until they brought one to Austin. And there I got to mingle with some pro players. Yeah, Hearthstone was like, you know, well, I couldn't play Magic because I, I wasn't off on weekends. Hearthstone right. was my fix for, for many, for several years. So man, yeah, that's some that's some nostalgia. They're bringing back muster for battle. Do you remember that card? Yeah, I mean, I, but we're talking about this. Meanwhile, battle spirits dose is launching, and you have two. I don't care. They disrespected me. I've I've got my. I, I got to take a picture of my of my map because it's on my table. Yeah, my, my I don't know. It's like a lion, but it's a motorcycle battle spirits map. Yeah, yeah. I, I have my phoenix one. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Uh, when like uh, I could have picked the one with the little girl on it. Uh, but I didn't, and somebody was very excited because they thought for sure I would pick that one. And I'm, I thought that was the greatest insult I'd ever received in my life. <laughs> right, yeah, we, we definitely, neither of us picked that one. It was, uh, yeah, not what we were going for. Right, that wasn't what we were there for. Mm-mm. But, yeah. The, we were actually uh, there for Magic. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 thought, we thought there was a Magic tournament happening that day, and instead there was a Battle Spirits regional tournament. And so we were like one of uh, two of 40, and then we both made top eight. So, like I said, double double top eight competitors of the regional championship. where my life of second place has started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's where my life of seventh place has started. That's uh, all right. It feels oh a little better. God. You get home a little earlier than the person that makes second. Do get home a little bit earlier. Yep. You have, you have a little more time to think about your failures, you know? But enough up off-topic stuff. First thing we got to cover is the battles. The battles. Okay. All right. So a battle, if you want me to take it, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll start us off. I'll, I'll fill in because I have some of the, the notes, but... A battle is a new card type. The cards are all transforming double-faced cards, oh. and they're all oriented uh, horizontally. Sure. Uh, the other way. They, they have a cost. They are sorcery speed, so you can only play them on your turn on an empty mm-hmm. stack during a main phase, right? Yep. Um... All of these battles have the type Siege. There may be other battles with different subtypes in the future, but for now, they said this set will only have Sieges. When Sieges come into play, you choose a opponent to be the defender of it. Protector, Ricky. Protector. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And they enter play with a number of counters equal to their counter value in the corner. Yep. 
Uh, I don't think they have a name. They're not like loyalty counters. Are they battle counters? I don't know. What do you want to call them? Let's call them something. Let's find something to call them. Let's see. I got to turn my head sideways here. Mm -hmm. Um, Battle digits. Yeah, battle digits. That works. Battle digits, yep. Coming to a game store near you, battle digits. Mm -hmm. Battle digits. Anyways, uh, you may then attack and all other players can attack them that don't that aren't the protector mm-hmm. only the protector can block for them. and when it runs out of counters via damage and they can be targeted because they are a permanent type so anything that says any target will also target them for damage when they when they take enough damage they will exile and you cast the backside without paying its mana cost the backside will be like your reward for winning the back. yep yeah that's how i see it uh I think that the you covered most of the rules here that I can that I can see on this one. Um, sieges have, like I said, a little bit more unique stuff to them. Um, I, I want to talk real quick about the things that, according to an article, are unique to battles and something unique to sieges. Battles um, can only be cast during your main phase of the stack energy, so that's going to be true of all battles. Now, I've heard that you might be able to cast these at instant speed at the beginning of combat. Okay. You should at least what? try it and see what your opponent does, okay? Oh, yeah. So right. see if that works first. If not, then just claim you didn't know what the card did. It's a new card type, and go back and do whatever you want to do. Right, right, right. Um, the Siege. Oh, that they, looks call like them, flash. they do call them defense counters on this on defense the uh, Covert okay. Go Blue thingy. And then unique to battles, they can be attacked and damaged. Their subtype provides rules for how it can be attacked. And then the siege ones, all siege have ETBs, which led me to think, uh, as I was talking with Bridger, that like certain sieges might be toss-ups, where like you and your opponent can both attack them, you know? And whoever so, deals like the final damage might get the flip on a future one. But for now, these seem to be like flips plane, like uh, fixed planeswalker. So like the thing is, um, you don't get the backside until it's defeated. But defeated is specifically dealing enough damage to remove all the counters from it. Or yep. removing all the counters from it somewhere. Right. But, like, destroying it does not defeat it. Right. So, right. like, Vindicate, Destroy Target Permanent, does work on battles, but it does not It does not give you the backside. Right. I think it says here, um, when the last card... Yeah, it says when it's defeated. So I'm guessing defeated has its own rules, to be honest with you. I'm sure defeated means... Is not destroyed, right? Defeated and destroyed right. are different keywords, and defeated means you dealt the last damage to it um, in some form. To actually, uh, Ricky, do you want to talk about the first battle that we saw, or uh... I'm going to talk about uh, a battle I like? Okay, hit, hit us with the battle that you like. We're going to talk about invasion of Tarkir. Okay, you got it. It's red colorless for a battle. Oh, if you click it, it shows up sideways, and you can read it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when invasion of Tarkir enters the battlefield. Reveal any number of dragon cards from your hand. Uh, when you do, Invasion of Tarkir deals X plus 2 damage to any other target, where X is the number of cards revealed this way. And then to remind you, even though this is a mythic rare, it does remind you that X can be 0. It has 5 defense value. Um, and this does say any target, so it can hit other battles. Right. It can also go to your opponent's face. Um, and then the backside, if we once we defeat this battle for five damage, um, we get a four-four flying trample dragon that says whenever a dragon you control attacks, it deals two damage to any target. Mm. Um, so like it does say other target, any other target. So you cannot reveal three dragons and instantly complete this battle. Sure. 
which is what I immediately wanted to do. Right. However, I think this card is really... Yeah, you clear the way for your attacks, right? Well, you can clear the way for your attacks. You can also just go face. Also, your your subsequent subsequent ones, right, Mm -hmm. can target the battle, right? Um, And then the reward card... Oh, wow. It just occurred to me that battles are not legendary? No. Oh, okay. I guess you can invade Tarkir as many times as you want. Oh, only four times. <laughs> well, I don't know. What if I copy it? Can I copy? Right? Uh, can I copy a battle? What happens if I copy a battle? Um, let's not go there. Let's not yeah. go there. That sounds like too much for tonight. But four four flying trample that when it attacks deals two damage to any target is great. But mm-hmm. also all your other dragons are going to attack and deal two damage, which means your mutavolt is going to attack and deal two damage. This card might only be standard playable and not quite pioneer playable, yeah. uh, but Dragons is a deck that I've loved. True, you've talked about it many times on EU. Many the times, Podcast. Uh, especially mm-hmm. during the COVID years yeah. uh, when I couldn't, uh, you know, go and find out. Right, right. Uh, I talked a lot about the Dragons deck, and I think this deck is this card is really sweet. Heck yeah, heck yeah. You want to pick a battle you like to talk yeah, about? Yeah. I accidentally closed my click it back open real uh, real quick here. Um, I have not read, actually, all the battles. I was just kind of reading um, one of the first ones. But one of my favorites that I know, because I, I had it up a minute ago, um, I will say, is the Invasion of Ikoria. That's a very strong one. Yeah, this one seems strong to me. This one's got X and double green for this here battle with a subtype of Siege. And when Invasion of Ikoria enters the battlefield, you search your library and or graveyard for a non-human creature card with mana value X or less and put it onto the battlefield. If you search your library this way, shuffle. This seems like a fine enough effect to me for X double green, right? We do this with Court of Calling and stuff like that, although Convoke really helps. Um, This also lets us search our graveyard. So we get a reanimate spell for non-humans, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, it's if your combo piece is already in the yard, you can go back. Right, you can go get it. So this is a combo piece to, you know, save you from, uh, like I said, if your thing's already been killed or whatever else. This seems to me like maybe an Aserac player, you know? Maybe. This could because, be. like, a, a lot of that stuff gets blown up pretty quick, and you need quite a few pieces. Um, so getting them back, I think, seems pretty powerful. Um, it has six defense counters on it, so we've right. got to deal six damage to this thing. And again, it doesn't really clear the way for anything, but it does tutor you a creature. And the backside is an 8-8 dinosaur. <laughs> um, it's got reach, because why doesn't it? And for each non-human creature you control, you may have that creature assign its combat damage as though it weren't blocked. That's always fun. <laughs> That's always a pretty good one. Which, again, on your 8-8, um, which is not a human, um, that's just 8 damage to the face right there, right? What's yeah. funny is this is Zythora. I think it's Zilthora, Zil- but I hear you. Zilthora, whatever. Oh. Um, this was a card in Ikoria mm-hmm. that we never got in paper because okay. uh, there is a Zilthora card in Arena, mm-hmm. but in paper, Zilthora was only the Biobox promo and it was only Godzilla skinned. Oh, okay. They never gotcha. released a Zilthora in paper. That makes sense to me. But it says Godzilla, King of Monsters, and then underneath it says Zilthora. Okay, so, cool. That's kind of cool. I love the flavor text. Phyrexia's largest Goliath stormed Ikoria, ready to challenge the world's great monsters. Zilthora was unimpressed. So it's a big creature <laughs> that's in this. Uh, that's in some shade. Uh, I'm going to talk about another battle. 
Let's do it. Uh, this one is called The Invasion of Fiora. Yep. And I like this card a lot. Really? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So it's six mana. Black, black, four. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you may choose one or both, which is important because mm-hmm. we can take both, right? Mm-hmm. Either destroy all legendary creatures or destroy all non-legendary creatures, right? Yep. Um, Shieldred is a non-legendary creature, or is a legendary creature, I just want that you to is. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has four defense counters. Yep. Shieldred has four attack power. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, mm-hmm. th- I think... I think I'm starting to see where you're going with this, Ricky, you know? All right. The backside, though, Mm -hmm. is insane. So it is a 3-6 Menace Death Touch Marchesa, the Resolute Monarch, right? Whenever Marchesa attacks, you may remove all counters from up to one target permanent, uh, which means it kills Planeswalkers. Yeah. also automatically completes battles. Yeah, it, it wins you that battle, that's for sure. Um, then she says, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have not been dealt combat damage since your last turn, draw a card and lose a life. <laughs> this is a lot of words, Ricky. <laughs> it's a lot of words. I need a, I need a I coffee think, break real quick. I think, uh, I think this card is really strong. Yeah. You got a, you, you think maybe Pioneer playable? I think maybe Pioneer playable, um, like in the Rakdos mid-range, I mean, it seems like a lot, and it is a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But the backside is a huge reward. It gives you card advantage, yep. and it gives you just like a ton of, uh, like, there's just a lot you can do with removing counters from things. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then on top of that, like, on face value, it's a Wrath. Yeah, I think, like, I think this is could be actually be in Pioneer potentially a cute Sultai card. Right. Because it's like a, a way, you know, you can ramp to it because usually usually in Sultai you want to play Gross Spiral. Not always, but um, effects like that are usually pretty good. And boom, getting up to this to then, you know, usually in that deck you want some creatures. So you've got the access to play it. You want to play a couple creatures. Well, there you go. The flexibility also, of this Wrath is really nice to be able to just, yeah, we're just going to kill it all. Or like only kill the legendary creatures, only kill the non-legendary creatures. You can set yourself up in the best way. Yeah. Um, also plays well with Glissa because this kind of does the same thing. Where like if you're on that kind of Glissa deck that plays the uh, that green black saga, right? Whatever that is, that's on the first one. It destroys a permanent. People have been trying to get get with the Glissa thing, where it's like, hey, I'll remove counters from a permanent and reset that, so that during my draw step, I destroy more permanents. Boom! Here's another way to to reset that if you want to. You know, right? Um, also, it flips your merit lage. She will flip your merit lage. We'll also flip your thing in the ice once you cast a spell. To anybody who has been looking for ways to make uh, Dark Depths playable, you found yep. one. Boom, got it. Dark Depths is uh, banned in, Pioneer, uh, in Modern even though, right? Dark Depths is banned in Modern, yes. Um, do you want to move on to... Do you, do you want to talk about any more of the sagas? I'll be honest with you. The battles, I think those are the best battles. The battles. From what I've Sorry. seen so far, it does what's... We can talk about the weird one with the fairy. Get it. I don't even know what that one is. Go ahead. All right. Invasion of New Phyrexia is blue, white, X. Uh, when oh, it enters yeah. the battlefield, you create X, 2, 2, blue knights. Yep. Uh, which is a kind of amazing rate, right? Solid one. Mm-hmm. Four mana gets you two, two, twos, right? Yep. Five mana gets you three, two, twos, and then 
six mana gets you four two twos, right? And they have vigilance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are white and blue knight creature tokens. It has six uh, defense value. If you can beat it down, you get a Teferi, which is the weirdest Teferi I think I've ever seen. Yep. He is Teferi Akosa of Zalfir. Um, starts at four loyalty, plus one to draw two cards, then discard two cards unless you discard a creature card. So that's a little funky, right? Yep. Teferi that cares about creatures. Uh, uh, minus two is you get an emblem with knights you control. Get plus one plus O oh, and have ward one. Um, weird. Yeah. Minus three is tap X creatures you control. When you do, shuffle target non-land permanent and opponent controls with mana value X or less into its owner's library. Wild. I'm going to say that this card is not good. Man. I remember I remember a short time ago when Ricky, our very own Ricky on this very podcast, was talking about how the ability to make creatures without casting creatures was getting really, really out of hand because of the amount of effects that were like polymorph effects. It's true. So I'll be honest with you, that's where I see this going. Because draw okay. two, discard two is really good. The thing is, I don't... I can see this seeing play for the front half alone, kind of like the Ikoria one, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't ever see wanting this planeswalk. Um, I think the ability to use the knights that you just made to start exiling permanents pretty good, um, and then like it's a minus three, and then also you have to tap a bunch of creatures. You I mean you tap the knights that you just right? But you have but to I hear you. Yeah, I mean you have to knock down the six power door. Yep. Which means, like, if you're trying to be aggressive with these knights, right? Yep. You have to divert your damage. You have to divert six damage. True. Six damage is a lot. I mean, your opponent gaining six life is quite a bit. But, I mean, I think if there was a deck that was, like, looking for more of the control aspect, it would be a blue-white deck, you know? I don't know. I'm not convinced that this card's breaking any metagames or anything. But it is an interesting one. Like, the, the, the backside to fairy draw two, discard two is very, very strong, if you ask me. And then again, the ability to start tapping those knights that you made to exile. Well, I mean, you shuffle it in, but you you tuck a permanent. Um, that's pretty strong, you know. Right. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna count this card as a sleeper. Okay. All right then. One as a sleeper. Let's get into backup. Do it. You seen the backup cards? Yeah, the first two that I saw seem pretty strong. Yeah, I think there's three so far. Um, so backup is a new mechanic. Uh, it is backup with a number. When this creature enters the battlefield, you can put that number of 1-1 counters on another on a creature, any creature, even your opponent's creature. And as long as it is not on this creature, meaning like the creature that you played that has backup, right? You also give the other creature all of your ability text until the end of the turn. So the easy way to ease into this card is Boonbringer Valkyrie is white, white, three for a creature angel warrior. It has backup one, and then it has flying, first strike, and light. So you could put that 1-1 one, one counter on itself and just be a Baneslayer Angel, right? Or you can put that 1-1 one, one counter on another creature you control, and that creature for this turn will have flying, first strike. Seems good. Does it make sense? It makes sense to me. That's a lot of words, but I gotcha. It is a lot of words. Hey, can I read the other one? Go for it. 
the one that this seems pretty good to me. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm in. Yeah, you're on. The, are you in on this other one? Yeah. Archpriest of Shadows. Oh, never mind. This is not the one I'm in on. Go for oh, it. Oh, really? You don't? Yeah. You're not in on this one. I'll talk about the one I like. Oh, okay, man. I'm a big fan of this one. Um, this one does cost five. It's three colorless and double black. It's a four for a human warlock with backup one. So when it enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on any creature. But if it's a different creature, it gains the following effects. Those following effects are Death Touch. And whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player or battle, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. We get a 4-4 for that. With the uh, same text. This text does not go away off this card. This card also has that text. Um, yeah, it says until the end of the turn. Though. No, no, no. The backup creature gets it until the end of the turn. Yep. This creature will always right. have that. Ability. Right, yeah. Archpriest of Shadows, just when it deals combat damage, reanimates things. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it also can lend that ability to a different creature <laughs> right. uh, the turn that it comes into play. So right. for your five mana, if you could sneak a creature through, you get to reanimate stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, I like it. It's cool. Right? It's cute. It's a cool one. It's a cute one. I'm going to tell you about how we're winning the game. Tell me about winning that game, Ricky. Voldaren Thrill Seeker. Yeah. Is a three mana one one vampire warrior. Uh, it has amazing flavor text, but it also has rules text and a lot of it. The rules text is backup two, so when it comes to play, you can put two one one counters. This could be a three mana three three if you want to. At the worst, so that's the fail state, right? Right. It also lends out this ability. The ability is pay one sacrifice this creature. It deals damage equal to its power to any target. So we get to put two one one counters on some other creature, yep. crash it in, and then sack it for damage. We get to fling it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind here. Multani and Yargle has 18 power. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we make it a 20 power creature and fling it. That we do. Um, Boom! Instant new combo in Pioneer. <laughs> this card also can fling itself. It's also a vampire, which. And a warrior, which are both relevant creature types within Pioneer. Yep. Uh, I think this card's extremely good. Like, it's just like in the red decks, like just play this, power up a dude. And like, this is like, you know, you're the control player and you're like, I'm going to tap out for my Teferi here. Like they've got a 3-3. There's no way I'm dying this turn, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. This is the how you're dying this turn, right? This is the how you're dying this turn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like yep. this is this card I think is insane. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I think uh, you know it's a four mana fling, but but I'm with you, right? Like it, uh, that is a lot of damage to push through. A lot of damage to push through. And, you know, if only there was a deck that liked sacrificing things in Pioneer. You know what I'm saying? Right. If there if there was that kind of deck, this this card might be perfect for that deck, you know? Who knows? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, sadly, of course, no such card, exi- no such deck exists in Pioneer. No right. deck loves uh, sacrificing things. There's no synergies at all to be had there. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just a rough one, you know. This card's insane. That card, that card is uh, is pretty dope. Hey, can I tell you about a card that hit me right in the feels, even though it's not that powerful? Go for it. It's called Traumatic Revelation, and <laughs> it is uh, it is Chandra seeing Nissa transformed into the Phyrexian version. And uh, the feather text says, "My new form must be hard to understand." And it's a good uh, one. Oof, it's a good. Yeah. It's a good story spotlight. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you right now. I love that all the story spotlights are on uh, combat tricks, removal spells at common and uncommon. Why do you like that? 
Because it means that like limited players are going to also be involved in the story. Oh, there you go. They'll, they'll right? be involved. Like the story, like the thing is, if you put all your story spotlights on big shiny rares and mythics, right? Yeah. Who's gonna see them? Right? Who's gonna see them? Well, my opponents will. All of my <coughs> opponents are limited. All of I my opponents are like, limited. will see those cards in general, right? Right. You know, a uh, big you know Charlie Bucket energy, right? Yeah. You know. The best what are bucket. the odds? What are the odds of you of you seeing these if you only buy two booster packs, right? Good question. You know, we can't even calculate the the math for two, right? Not us two, right? So exactly. So we gotta we gotta put these at common and uncommon, so that way, especially because with a story this big and the set is about the story. Also, I just want to say, like, if you are if you don't play Magic the Gathering, and you've been thinking about it, right? Wait, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not even <laughs> kidding, right? Okay, okay. Wait until whatever the next set is. Don't right. join Magic the Gathering for this set. Ricky, by the time that this episode releases, Lord of the Rings will already be out, you know? No, no, no. no. We'll be that's three when, sets from now. That's when you've gotta that's when you've gotta get in the game. That when Lord of the Rings comes out, all the new players come on. Come join it. Lord of the Rings, it's fun or some something. Okay. But like this set is, um, it's like every single plane, all these characters and legends that nobody, you know, like super obscure references. And on top of that, all the mechanics are insanely long and tons of words. I just think this is not, you know, you know, remember when they used to put like beginner, intermediate and expert on the magic packs, right? Yeah. And like the core set said beginner. Yep. Uh, This one would say like, mega expert right ghost rare exactly right yeah x rare um but we do have a returning mechanic that's kind of exciting oh hold on with again dramatic yeah. revelation in case you really wanted to know it's not a very powerful card but it's a colorless and a black for a sorcery target opponent reveals their hand you may choose a creature or battle card from it if you do that player discards the card if you don't you get to incubate three incubate three a new mechanic we'll talking be talking about in just a moment here Ricky, oh, take let's over. talk about incubate since we Gosh, started. Gosh darn it! Wow, come on. All right, incubate. Uh, you create an incubator. That token will have X number of plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the amount that you incubate. So if you incubate three, it gets three plus one plus one counters on the incubator token, and you can pay two mana to make that uh, incubator a creature, which is a complicated thing. But just think about it's a, um, you know, they're it's clues like, that you crack for damage. <laughs> that's Not the only right, thing yeah. that's been going through my head all day i'm just like so it's like a clue but i no, sacrifice we, it for damage we, instead we've of had cards, enchantments right? and artifacts before that you had to pay mana to turn into creatures right yeah but these turn into it permanently they don't go they back do. they don't go back but it's a it's a token that can be made into a creature you know you I put like the counters on it mm-hmm. the idea of this because one they hold 1-1 one, one counters, and they're just artifacts, right? Right. So you can just, like, keep proliferating or doing all sorts of fun stuff with them while they're incubating, right? Yeah. And then, at inst- like, at the end of your opponent's turn, once they've tapped out or something, right, that's when you just, like, and now I'm going to make all these things into dudes, and now we're attacking, right? Yep. And because it doesn't, le- it doesn't leave play, it transforms, right? So because it never leaves play, you can activate them like on your own turn and they can attack. Yes. If they've already been there. Right. Yep. Yep. So like 
it will be annoying to like keep track of which incubators have already been there, but I do think it's very cool. It's very flavorful, right? Mm-hmm. And it's exciting for like hardened scales decks and sure. like weird things like that. Like and creativity because it's more artifact tokens. Yay! More Yay. artifact more artifact tokens that can become creatures even. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You can just so, win the game with them instead. Yep. Like I said, if you were if you were uh, hoarding your transmogrifies, it's a good time. Let's talk about convoke. Let's talk about okay, go ahead. Convoke, baby. Yep. Let's talk about tapping creatures to pay for our spells. Let's talk about it. Uh, it's a returning mechanic. It is a returning mechanic. It's a very fun mechanic. Yep. Uh, always on the ever-favorite uh, chord of Chawling. Yep. Uh, but now we've got it again. Stoke the Flames reprint, but that card's already been in Pioneer. Card has <clears> been in Pioneer, yep. Um, but we do have some interesting ones where we have... Uh, Transcendent Message is a yeah. card that excites me. Mm-hmm. It's probably terrible, but I'm excited. Chris, are you excited? I'm excited. For blue, 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 blue X. Mm-hmm. At instant speed, with Convoke, we can draw X cards. This is, uh, this is a commander staple, that's for sure. Yeah, probably. But, uh, man... Just remember that your blue creatures actually tap to reduce the blue cost. That's something a lot of people don't uh, always remember about Convoke. Is that they don't yeah, take advantage of it. Yeah, your if your creatures are the right color, they can tap to reduce the colored cost as well. You don't actually have to spend mana on this card, so that's exciting. Um, instant speed, it, like this card is probably like the the best they could make it without making it broken. Like I think of this is like three blue i'm like this card's actually insane right? yeah i think i think they made this same i think i think somebody tried this card at triple blue and and somebody on the team was like all right no 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 <laughs> yeah can't uh can't do it we need to tack an extra blue one there um i i think at three blue and x i would cast this card i think it would be insane in spirits at triple blue and x but yeah at quad blue x i'm out i'm not out but i'm yeah. wary I'm yeah. like, I'm like looking for another shark to go in with me, you know? Right. I'm looking right. over at Mark Cuban. I'm like, you know what, maybe <laughs> you want to go in together on this? Yep. yep. Can I convoke Mark Cuban into the right. deal here? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That card's exciting. It has each, you could each, you could each pin in, pitch in $10,000 for 20% of the business, you know? Right. Exactly. Right. Something like that. But now you're getting two sharks for the price of one. Now you're getting two sharks. That's that's double the shark, you know? Um, there's also a card that is quite wild, in my opinion. Are we just jumping everywhere? What are we doing here, Ricky? I'm, I'm staying on Convoke. Staying on Convoke. All right, let's see. What, what other Convoke card do you like? Hoarding Broodlord. Hoarding Broodlord. Do I Have even see this card? This? No, where's it at? It's near the top. It's an eight mana black card. Okay. It's a seven six dragon for eight mana with convoke. Okay, yeah, it is. There it is. There it is. With flying. Okay. Mm-hmm. When it enters the battlefield, search your library for a card. Exile it face down for as long as that card remains exiled. You may play it. Then it says, "Spells you cast from exile have convoke." That's wild. 
do my um, where do my cards that I foretell go? Do they go to the foretell zone? They, go to and exile. they get exiled. They are exiled. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you cast foretelled cards from exile. For can I can't cost? I take extra turns when yeah. I foretell? Can't I do that and make some burb tokens? Yeah, you can do that. Uh, I think oh. that was banned in standard, but it's legal in pioneer. There we go. This is uh, really interesting. It lets you tutor for anything, which is insane, right? Yeah, I mean it's no wish claw talisman, but it's it's yeah, it's, it's not wish claw talisman, right? Yeah, but it is a convoke spell that goes and gets you any card out of your deck secretly, and gives that spell convoke, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, I don't know what you do with it, but it seems cool. And if this is anything, a powerful dragon. If anything, this is definitely a commander card. No, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I did not see this card when I first was kind of looking through. I just honestly saw an eight mana creature, and I was, I was out, you know. Um, but Mark Cuban, he's reached out to me, and he's willing to make a deal. Right. And he's so, a- man. So, those are the mechanics of this set. Yep. There's some, Where there's some uh, transform ones too. Some transform ones too, but. Wow, yeah, going to get things. And, and again, I'm surprised you didn't immediately bring up this is a dragon, right? Because you've got some little dragons out there that can help you cast your big dragon. I said it was a dragon. Well, you didn't sound excited enough for me, Ricky, okay? I was thinking that you'd bring a little more energy, okay? If this card was a vampire, sure, it uh, would be broken. Why? Because you could cheat it in with Soren and then oh, Tudor. Because sure. it doesn't say cast, it says enters the battlefield. So. No. Speaking of enters the battlefield, real quick, right? Yeah. Atali, Primal Conqueror. All right, let's talk about it. Seven mana, seven, seven, Elder Dinosaur, Legendary. It turples. You know it's got a turple. It's a dinosaur, right? When right. it enters Elder the dinosaur. battlefield. Yeah, it's it's a dino. When it enters the battlefield, each player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card. You may cast any number of spells from among the non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana cost. That's Boom. an ETB, not a cast? That is an ETB. <laughs> that is an ETB, and not a cast. We do not have to cast this Elder Dinosaur. We can cheat in this dinosaur any number of ways. And when we do, we cast two free spells, if we like That's it. That's kind of exciting. But Chris, <laughs> yeah, that sounded like kind of a reasonable number of words on a card. Yeah. Is there any way you could put more words on that card? Listen, if you want a card with like double the number of words... Oh, we've got. I'll it. take it. Yeah, yeah. Rick, what else wanna, did you get? If you had three to, spells, if, wasn't enough for me. No, 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 no. It's not enough, Ricky. Well, if you could think of a card with way more words on it, what would that card look like? Hmm. I I think you'd run out of room on the text box. You might have to write on the back of the card. The back of the card. There are backs of cards. Sometimes. Huh. So, uh, for ten mana. Yeah, that's a lot of mana. Or. Nine mana and two life. Okay. You can also transform this card. Right. But only yeah. at sorcery speed. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the backside of this card, for some ungodly reason, is a Blightsteel Colossus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is legitimately an 11 11 trample indestructible. Whenever Atali Primal Sickness, got to get down with the sickness, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. deals combat damage to a player, they get that many poison counters. Yep. And then for the rub-ins, it has the reminder text, 
a player with 10 or more poison counters loses the game. Yeah, because your <laughs> opponent might not believe you, right? Right, right. Your right. opponent might go, wait, what? Uh, uh, you just you just transformed it this turn. It doesn't have to wait. No, no, no. It's been in play, and I would like to deal you 11 poison damage. So this card just sort of, there's no way to cheese the transform. No. You need that mana one way or another. You have to spend nine mana and two life or ten mana to get it to flip. But yep. it is Blight Steel Colossus on the back. It is Blight Steel is Colossus. It slices, it dices, you know? Kinda wild. It's actually better Blight Steel Colossus because uh cards that say creatures lose infect don't work on it. Right. Yep. And, and it says believer. um does Blight Steel also deal regular damage? Uh, Blightsteel does not, in fact, also deal regular damage. This card says it also deals regular damage. It says it they also, also get that damage. Yes, it does also deal regular heavy. damage. It's better than Blightsteel. Better than Blightsteel. You heard it here first. Technically, making... yeah. it does cost more. Because ultimately, you have to invest 16 mana into this card. Well, not me. I invested approximately like 13. Right, you reanimated this I... with like that of emergence right 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 i reanimated this card with uh three mana or four mana you know somewhere in there and uh yeah all right kind of weird kind of weird kind of we're at 50 minutes we gotta we gotta we gotta rip through a couple of these really powerful ones here all right let's go uh back to the three. what pick three i'll pick three let's just go um okay no no no. let's go to the top let's go to the top let's let's rattle off these first two uh uh, Phyrexians here. Uh, we've already talked about Jinka Texas. Cool. Let's go Elshnorn. All right, let's talk about Elshnorn. Elshnorn uh, is a legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor. It costs uh, two colorless and double white. It's a 3-5 with Vigilance, and whenever a source, any source, an opponent controls, deals damage to you or a permanent you control, that source's controller loses two life unless they pay one. Uh, is that enough text, you think, Ricky? That sounds like a reasonable magic card. I'd probably Except play there's that. more. You what? can pay three and sacrifice three other creatures to exile Elishnorn, then return it to the battlefield transformed under its owner's control. Activate this only as a sorcery. Thankfully, the backside of the card is something really easy, like a creature or uh, or an artifact. Right, right, I mean, right. right. A, it just gets like bigger, that. right? Yep. It, it, yeah, it just gets bigger. Just a bigger creature. Just uh, kidding again, you idiot. This is the backside. <laughs> the backside is a saga. And when this comes into play, you incubate two, five times. I can't. Read that. Read that sentence, please. I, I read the sentence. Please. I so hard for me to read, Ricky. You know Chris, it's so you, hard. Did you bring? Did you bring your number two pencil? Oh my god. To the standardized Why? test today? This is just so dumb. Incubate two five times, then transform all incubator tokens you control. Did you bring your incubator tokens with you, Ricky? <laughs> I forgot them at home. Oh, well, then you're in we trouble. We could just say create five two two Frexian tokens. No, 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 no. We you need to say incubate that. two. You better incubate two five times, and then in incubate case five you any- two times. No, no, no. <laughs> Incubate two five times. And two then five. transform all wolves and werewolves. Just kidding. You transform all incubator tokens that you control. Right. Uh, that's stage one. Step one. <laughs> that's stage step one. Two. We got two more to go. The next two are a little more simple. 
Stage Step two, two says they heat the oven to 350 degrees. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, you need to find the uh, area under the curve is what you need to do right. this time. So as the limit approaches zero, does the limit exist? <laughs> does the limit exist? Ags, ask Lindsay Lohan. She knows. She knows whether or not the limit. Uh, I think that's from um, Mean Girls. Anyway. Creatures, uh, creatures control. Yeah, they get plus one, plus one, and double strike until the end of the turn. So all those incubate tokens that you right. flipped, they get plus one and, uh, and once one double strike. Step one, preheat oven. Step yep. two, place opponent in the oven. Put him in the oven. Right. Uh, step uh, three, if, if somehow your opponent is still alive, we have a Go ahead and rinse and repeat. <laughs> Literally, destroy all permanents except for artifacts, lands, and Phyrexians. Then exile Argent etchings and return it to the battlefield face up. So we get our Elshnorn back. After all that, we get our Elshnorn back. And we'll probably have, wow, a bunch of tokens left over. Probably. And we're untapped because this happened at the beginning of our turn, right? So then I'm going to, I'm just going to pay three mana. And I'm going to sacrifice the rest of my tokens. Yep. And I'm going to get back in line for the we're, roller coaster. Yeah, I'm going again. We're going again. If Turn your opponent didn't on. die, if your opponent didn't die to all of your three three double striking Phyrexian incubator tokens, you can do it as many times as you want. This is uh, a true hell. The <laughs> <laughs> ride oh, never oh ends. Gosh. It's just, just a, it's just so many things. I just you remember. Jerry Jerry Thompson told the story a long time ago pl- playing with foreign cards and he didn't like it but he like borrowed a reanimator deck or he needed to get an Inkwell Leviathan and Inkwell Leviathan is a 711 with hexproof and trample and a shroud and a, Oh is it shroud? Okay, it's shroud and trample I believe and island and a, walk and island walk right it's got island walk it's got those three abilities and one time he attacked somebody for lethal with the inkwell leviathan because that was one of the best creatures you could reanimate at that time right and mm-hmm. they blocked with an elf and he says trample for six and they said wait that thing tramples because it was another language but like those three abilities were too much imagine bringing like your phyrexian slick foil elishnorn to fnm <laughs> <laughs> you're playing against little Timmy. <laughs> he wants to read what the card does, and you just have to be like, "No, man, you you can't." Like you yeah, you're your reading comprehension stuff. level. This is clearly an eleventh grade reading comprehension level. You're in the, you're in the sixth grade. It's not going to happen. You know, right? You just lose at this. Point. I commend wizards. Yep. For like really, you know, promoting reading, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the if the government is not going to reform our schools, right. Wizards of the Coast is going to get the English programs in your middle school and high school back online. That's exactly right. If you want you to know? learn English and you're in another country, hey, all the words you could possibly ever want are on magic cards. Man. All right. Hey, no That's joke, though. That card's pretty powerful, right? Any source? That card's insane. Yeah. The backside uh, is right. absurd. Like, if this card, this card hits on turn four... You have one turn to kill it dead, or you will enter a never-ending loop of your opponent generating infinite tokens and attacking you for double strike. Yep. Yeah, I think as you pointed out, you know, you can pay one to avoid uh, the damage, but you know, you would get a three-five. We get a sick blocker, and then like if you attack into this thing for any kind of other reason, like you're taking that damage, it's going to add up. You know. I mean, 
And if you block this guy, that's a permanent you control taking damage, right? If we attack with a 3-5 Vigilance right. and an opponent blocks it, hey, this is a, a permanent I control. You pay one or you take two life. The backside is just so insane. It is insane. Like the Jinkitaxis is also insane, but you have to like get seven cards in your hand to flip him and spend four mana, right? It's a lot of cards. And, you know, this is, <clears throat> I think, more insane. This card, I'm, I'm, I'm so... I'm so uh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm now coughing with uh, with how sick this card makes me. <laughs> yeah, this card's so sick it's making us sick. Hey, um, did we get a chance to talk about uh, the new Ren card yet? Did you all talk about it last week? Uh, that card isn't good. Yeah, so Ren and Realm Breaker, I guess we need to go over it real quick, is one colorless double green for a Ren Planeswalker. It's got four loyalty. It's got a static ability of lands you control, can tap and add one mana of any color. You can plus one for... Up to one target land you control becomes a 3-3 elemental creature with Vigilance, Hexproof, and Haste until your next turn. It's still a land, as everybody will point out to you on Twitter. It does not untap that land. You can minus two to mill three cards. You can put a permanent card from the, among the milled cards into your hand. So it's not any card from your graveyard. It has to be one of the cards you milled. And then if you minus seven, you get an emblem with, you may play lands and cast permanent spells from your graveyard. Depending on who you ask on Twitter, this is either the best card ever printed or the worst card ever printed. I'm pretty sure nobody likes this card. A lot of people love this card. A lot of people think... It's three mana for a Planeswalker. I better win the game. (laughs) True. Yeah, does it help Uh, my opponent's card? My opponent should not be able to play any of their spells anymore, a.k.a. Teferi. Mm -hmm. Uh, My opponent should not be able to play creatures anymore, a.k.a. uh, Oko. Oko. Like Liliana the Veil is just not even good enough anymore. Come on. People, people play that card. Three so. mana. Three mana. I, I could do better. There, there's enough takes on Twitter about this card that I don't feel like I need to contribute. Um, I don't know, right? It's going to depend on the deck you want to play. I mean, Tyvar seemed insane, and he's not seeing um, quite as much play as I thought he would see. Although, it sees a good amount of play in, obviously. Uh, yep. play, play this card to your heart's content. Do what you want to do. Can hey, I talk we've about got, a card? Uh, yeah, please. Uh, do you like Shark Typhoon? I love it. One of my favorite cards. I've got Shark Typhoon... 2.0. 2.0. Chrome host seed shark. Yep, that that's a, that's a that is a, a Sharknado right there if I've ever seen one. That is blue and two colorless for a 2/4 Phyrexian shark that flies. Yep. Of course, why would it not? Why would it not? Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, incubate X where X is that spell's mana value. Mana value. Okay? Ah, a lot of you are thinking, oh, he just said uh, incubate X, where X is the amount of mana you spent on that spell. No, no, no. I said mana value. This well, why, means... Ricky, what, what kind of cost reduction effects are there in Pioneer? Right? I mean, Pioneer is so weak. There's, there's certainly no cards that are banned in almost every other format that you can play in Pioneer, Ricky. I'm glad you asked, because uh, Treasure Cruise makes you an 8-8 token. No. And uh, Leyline Binding makes you a six mana token. <laughs> yeah. Or a six, uh, yeah. six, six token. Yeah. This is better Shark Typhoon. It can die, but it's half the price. And that's a chance I'm willing to take. This card seems insane. Yeah, I think I think two four flyer is a solid rate, right? Like they've been aggressively making your flyers cost less and... You know, there was a time when Sarah Angel was one of the strongest cards in Magic, right? And we're we're a long way from there. 
but they're they're happy to do it. And I'm with you. Like, yeah, you you get that token, you got to pay two mana to flip it, so you got to pay an extra two on top of your cost. But, but that's that's an upside. It's an upside. I'm ready. Okay, are you ready? Pitch me. Yep. How did you beat Young Pyromancer effects? You wrath them. You wrath them. Okay, so I'm going to play this guy, and I'm just going to start spell casting, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to get all these incubate tokens, right? Yep. And then you can Brotherhood's End my incubate tokens, or you can try to, like, uh, like that's a good answer, right? But, like, sure. other than that, once you kill the Seed Shark, I'm going to slowly start flipping the bigger ones over. I'm not going to give you the chance to, like, wrath them all, right? So, like, like if you Supreme Verdict, I still have all my incubators that I can flip when I want to to start yeah. attacking. I think this card is really insane for Pioneer. And if it goes on sale for like a dollar on Card Kingdom, I'm probably just going to order all of them. Yeah, we can probably get some for uh, for some need. I believe cards in this card. I think this card is insane. It's non-creature spell. Yep. So Planeswalkers. Battles, battles right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything, it works on enchantments like the Leyline Binding, right? Yep. It says mana value. This card has all the words to make it work the way that it should. Like, yeah, and, I'll, and, and like you pointed out earlier, the 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 flipping effect, they don't leave and come back. So right. you know, we spend four mana to Wrath, they might play a creature or two, whatever else it might be, or you know, if we can, you know, effectively most of the creatures. These creatures, when we flip them, can attack immediately. So if we play a Wrath and we untap, we can we can flip these guys right then and get to attacking if we need to. Um, and that's going to surprise some people. The fact that, like, oh, when you flip it, they can immediately attack. That's going to catch some people off guard. It and... also, for no reason, has four toughness. Yep. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not going to fire prophecy that you're not going to. Uh, what's the other one? What's the one mana? Fiery one? impulse. Fiery impulse. Yeah, thank you. It costs three mana, so that means they have to revolt to fatal push it. The only downside is this isn't a Phyrexian angel, so it does get power word killed. It does get power word killed. Yeah, but you know. It doesn't die to a braid. It doesn't die to fiery impulse, uh, fire prophecy. Um, I guess in modern lightning bolt, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. this card seems insane. Yeah, we can't have them all. All right, you want to hit, maybe hit one more, and then I'll hit one more, and we'll we'll call it a night. I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind of cheesy here. Okay. I'm gonna pick the card that has the least amount of text. All right, Guardian of Giraper. Ready? Where's it at? It's a white and two colorless for a rare 3-3 three, three angel with flying. When it enters the battlefield, exile up to one other target creature or artifact you control. Return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Beautiful. Does it have okay. flash? It does not have flash. Dang. But it's an angel. It costs three, right? It, so it's a collected company fodder. It's angel for the creature type that matters, right? It's a 3-3 three, three flyer for 3 mana, which is pretty good. And it blinks slowly, which is also good, right? Mm-hmm. It makes your cats happy. I think this card is really good. Yeah. Um, it, it, can, it can't blink enchantments, but it can blink artifacts, right? It, uh, so it doesn't like, it, it also doesn't blink planeswalkers, and it blinks them slow, so it doesn't like combo off or anything, right? That's the thing, right? Yeah, you don't you don't get to like combo off with like a birthing pod type effect. Uh it can <clears throat> like reset your fable if you're into resetting fable. Yeah. Um it can uh 
blink your Yorian to blink everything else and begin like the Yorian blink loop like the Charming Prince does. I mean, an important part with this is like in Angels, there's there's the card that says, hey, when Angels enter the battlefield under your control, you gain life equal to their toughness. Right. So here's a way to like, boom, I gain three off this one. I blink another one that comes into play and gains me some life. So. Right. It blinks things uh, like Extraction Specialist. It blinks things. I, I just think this card is very strong. It's really... Yeah really easy designed. We don't have anything kind of like this. And I think people are going to find a way to make this card. Really- um, I want to mention real quick, Monastery Mentor reprint. Yep. So that's exciting. The card was had gone down a lot. It was 30. I think it went down to 10 with the reprint from one of the master sets recently. So. Right now. Okay. So I think, I think this is again, a card that is waiting for its time in Pioneer. The new card I want to talk about is, is going to be Grafted Butcher. Grafted Butcher. Okay. Yep. It, this is a lord, and uh, this card doesn't have a ton of text if you think about it. It's a 2-mana 2-2. Two, two. When it enters the battlefield, Phyrexians you control gain menace until the end of the turn. We've seen that before in um, older formats, and it was really strong. There was the uh, card that says, equal to your devotion, creatures get menace. Right. And that ends games very quickly. Right. Um, menace makes people to block. Otherwise, it gives other Phyrexians you control, plus one, plus one. It is not legendary, and you can pay four mana to sacrifice an artifact or a creature. That four mana needs to be three colorless and a black. To return Grafted Butcher from your graveyard to the battlefield, you can only do that as a sword. Um, I don't know about you, but I do love my lords, and I mm-hmm. do think it's really cool when you can get them back from the graveyard, because they do tend to die pretty often. They do tend to eat that... Uh, they're a lightning Fatal rod push. for hate. Oh, yeah. Lightning rod for hate. And I gotta close this out on one more card. Yeah, are you thinking Elspeth? No, I'm thinking the card really? we both want to talk about. Okay, I'm ready. The sword... Oh, I haven't seen the sword yet, Ricky. Oh, you haven't seen the sword? No. All right, don't look for it. Don't look for it. Let me read it to you, and you're going to okay. freak out. Ready? All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. All right, sword of once and future. You got it. Three mana. Equipment. Equip gets plus two, plus two. Has protection from blue and black, and it equips for two mana. You knew right. this. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, yeah. surveil two. Okay. Then you may cast... An instant or sorcery spell with mana value two or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. Okay. If that spell will be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. Right. That's insane. That's all it does? That's all it does? Well, you try Ricky, to... where's, where's the 50 more lines of text? What does it transform into, Ricky? Oh my gosh. It It is a Dreadhorde Arcanist and it mills you cards to Dreadhorde Arcanist. But what does it transform into? Oh my god, Chris, <laughs> you know you love this card. This is every card you like. Yeah, it, it is pretty strong. I do love casting uh, cards from a creature. That's, it's, it's, you know, protection from black is really good um, for removal. bad two-mana sagas just so you could recast <laughs> two-mana instants and sorceries. Hey, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, man, there's just so many cards. There's so many cards. Um, Halo Forager is a new card that got some. And Card's this card, dumb things in modern. I agree with you. Halo Forager is a three mana three when it costs a colorless, a blue, and a black. It's a fairy rogue, so my fairies deck is going to be back on the menu. Uh, it's got flying, and it says when it enters the battlefield, you may pay X. When you do, you may cast target instant or sorcery card uh, with mana value X from a graveyard, any graveyard, without paying its mana cost. If that spell will be put into a graveyard, exile it. Obviously, in modern, there's a ton of free spells that you have to suspend mm-hmm. that this card seems strong with. And so, yeah, probably mostly a modern card, but but a strong one there for, for sure. Sort of once in the future, definitely look for that coming around to you. What's that pre-selling at? Do you know? No idea. Does uh, does seem strong, though. That so. card seems really good. It does All everything right. I want it to. 
It does uh it does a lot. Again, it should probably transform into about fifty more things, but right. The fifteen sided card. The fifteen sided card, that's right. It's got it's got four sides. You can't you know at some point they're gonna do the split cards on one side with the back right. side, you know? Right. Who what one or why is gonna exist at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly right. Whew. Well, that's a lot of cards. That's a lot of cards, and there's more cards we didn't cover. We didn't even cover like uh Elspeth, but a lot of cards we did cover um with the Spoilers that we saw, like the the dual cards, right? Right. So like uh, Thalia, Gitrog, Monster. Um, uh, who called it? Who called Borberigmos and Fibblethip? Was that um, was that Ian? Ian did call that. Yeah. Ian called Borberigmos and Fibblethip as a card, which we'll probably go over with whatever. Um, did we get? Uh, did we get my Kunaros yet or no? Um, Kunaros. No, no, no. I'm Kunaros. the one who called the Kunaros and Croxa. Yeah, Kunaros and Croxa. We're not there yet, though, huh? Right. Um, we've seen uh, a lot of the cards that'll show up in the uh, extra slot, uh, like in the because there's a legendary creature in every pack. Right. In a cool border. There's a Croxa reprint. There's a Niv Mizzet Reborn reprint. Yes, those cards look sick. How do I get those, Ricky? You get one in every pack. Wow. There's a Ragavan reprint. Yep. The Emery reprint looks sweet. The Thalia reprint. Because you know hey, they gave us a uh, they gave us an oblivion ring that's got ward three. Yeah, there's an oblivion ring with ward three, just better, better yeah. oblivion ring. It costs it costs an extra white instead of a colorless, but that card's pretty sick. Yeah, but and that's some of the cards I mean, we uh, talk. there's okay. so much there's so much going on here. There's so much going on here. We're gonna be talking about this for the next three weeks. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Two. I didn't bother pulling up the challenges. Uh, no, so, you know. Hey, you you guys will deal for a week. You can get one one week of a break before Ruckman comes back, and then and then you're going to get him again, whether you like him or not. Come join us in the Discord and join the Jund pile. Join the Jund pile in the Discord if you guys want. Hey, also, we would be remiss if we did not thank our wonderful supporters at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Are we MTG on Patreon? I think so. Uh, Chuck a buck or, uh, you know, pony up the big bucks and get the swag bag. Yep. Uh, I just want you to know that swag bag uh, recipients of the past have received things like alt art fable of the mirror breakers and graveyard trespassers and mausoleum wanderers. So like we put good cards in there before they're good. That's exactly right. (laughs) Before they're good, before they're good. Sometimes after they're good in the case of siege rhino, sometimes many years after they're good in the case of siege rhino. So apparently my, my uh, January ones got lost in the mail. Yeah, we apologize. There was a massive winter storm. And right. so, like, literally, like, the amount of tree damage was the most that the state of Texas has ever seen. And so not all of them made it. But we're working on uh, we're working on ways to fix that for people. Yeah, we are if you did not receive the January one. Yeah. We, we, we know who most of you are, but you definitely want to hit us up in the patron channel to make sure that we don't miss you because we're going to send you some bonus stuff. Uh, to make up for it since yeah like i said chucking a buck uh i think and then we have a uh exclusive piece of content which we recorded oh, yeah. on monday this past week right yeah we recorded some exclusive content on monday which was fun um i had so much fun recording that uh, that exclusive patreon episode one of the more fun ones i think i've been a part of it really loosened up we really the three of us going was really good i feel like when there's, two us, when there's two of us sometimes it's hard because like you got to keep the flow going you know Oh, so no. like you don't I'm have that great. time to wander. I'm the best is the two. 
okay, right. Well, yeah, sure. But, yeah. but when there's three, I feel like, you know, somebody can kind of be charging up their thought, their mind palace, you know, and right, go off right. with a really good bit. So that was one of my favorite Patreon exclusive episodes that we've ever recorded. And that will be out to you guys soon. So I think that's the $5 tier of our Patreon is you get the exclusive episodes. We had a lot of fun with this last one talking about upcoming movies. And like I said, $15 gets you that exclusive swag bag with all kinds of stuff. But by just joining, you can go ahead and uh, uh, submit us a Patreon question in our Patreon mailbag, right? Right. And uh, I'll just pick a question. I don't know. But yeah. uh, here's a, a question that you could ask. Your question could sound something like this. We'll go. This one is from John, which asks, do you three have any fun ideas on how the play draw balance could be tweaked? Um, and they suggested some maybe, hey, if you are on the draw, you start with eight cards or keep seven on draw an extra card. Uh, great question, Ricky. Do you have any ideas on how the play draw balance could? Um, I mean, the coin. The coin. Yeah, it's a classic one, right? Hearthstone tried to fix it, and they give you a lotus petal if you go second. If you go second, you get a lotus petal that you can play just for free into your hand so that you catch up on mana for one. I don't think that's exactly what they should do for magic, right? Yeah. But... I honestly, uh, no combat step on first turn. Oh, yeah, the person who goes first can't attack. It sounds really stupid because it only mm-hmm. comes up in like corner cases, right? Right. But like the ag- the ultra aggro decks are the decks that like benefit the most from like being on the play, right? Yeah. So like Goblin Guide and Swiss Spear not being able to attack on turn one, as weird as it sounds, like those one or two points of damage that, they- that you save, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems like it seems like such a stupid thing, but like a lot of games don't let the first player attack, right? Yeah, you're right. So that's how Yu-Gi-Oh fixes it, right? There's a lot of games where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, now on those you can play a lot more powerful creatures on turn one. And Yu-Gi-Oh and actually so, being on the draw was like literally the most important thing in like yeah, yeah. for the longest time. I liked to go first so that I could set up my negates, but a lot of people would go second because they're like, Well, I can work around your negates and then get to kill you. So, they get a card up on you, and mm-hmm. they uh, they get the first combat step. Yep. So obviously so, we keep the you don't draw a card if you go first, but you also can't attack on that first turn. I could see that. I, I like that as an answer just because, again, usually the, the play matters so much because of the tempo that you get. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just relevant to put permanents on the board. So I actually, I think I like the coin just because it will let you catch up, right? Hey, you played a one, I played a two, but next turn I'm, I don't get a three, right? I get to play. Given how strong the two drop, the two drop slot is, the coin might be too powerful in Magic, but I think it's probably one of my favorites. But I do like the hey, no attack, right? That's one that other games have done. It does give you mm-hmm. a second to breathe, if if that's the kind of matchup. And um, otherwise, right. if it's a slower matchup, you got to draw an extra card anyway. And obviously, Magic is a lot about card. Right, right, right. Um, I, I think that, or, um, there's like the, like we could make it so that the second, like the second turn player on their first turn may play an additional. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which seems wild, right? Yeah. But like it costs you a card. True. It it sounds stupid, right? It sounds like that's only upside for going second, right? But it does cost you a card and it, it theoretically catches you up. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I think it's, I think it's a, um. An interesting one in that, like, hey, you have to have the land because the coin can be a little strong, right? Like, moxes are obviously pretty powerful. Personally, I think play draw has not been too egregious in Magic, especially in Pioneer. 
um, played a lot, golf. Of the a lot of people say that Pioneer is the worst at it. So the big thing with Pioneer mm-hmm. is you have to know that you can't keep ignorant hands if right. you're on the draw, sure. right? Sure. Um, the like in Phoenix, if you keep a hand that just is ops and considers with no like interaction, right, on the draw, like you're in trouble, right? Yeah. You can keep that kind of hand on the play because you get to open with an opt, and then your opponent plays a threat, and then you can opt again before you have to like start answering things. Try and right? find a one man rules. So I feel like just knowing, like knowing that you're on the play or the draw, like should affect your mulliganing decisions already, and your sideboarding decisions. Yeah. So I, I personally don't find it too egregious in Magic uh, right now, especially in Pioneer and in Limited. Some limited formats, like one, it's pretty bad, mm-hmm. the play draw. So, uh, unfortunately, I don't know exactly the, the perfect answer, but we could either skip battle phase or the second player gets to play an extra land on their first turn. But other than that, I don't think, I think anything else would be too much. I think the coin is too good, but, you yeah. know, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm okay question. with... Yeah, it is a really good question. I think I think the coin, um, so AK, you know, hey, a lotus petal is interesting. I, I think that maybe if you got a lotus petal, but just for that turn, like right. you don't get to choose when you use the lotus petal. It's it's your turn two, right? Like turn two, you get this thing. It exiles itself into turn. Now that's a complicated rule, so like it, mm-hmm. it might be too much, but that may be like the more fixed version. Is like, hey, if you're on the draw on your turn one, you get a second mana. One of the few alchemy cards I like is that land mm-hmm. that like uh, taps it taps for like I don't know some amount of colors right yep but it comes into play tapped unless you were the second player of this game yeah and so like that like that land just sort of existing means that like it kind of evens out the play draw sure or maybe, on, maybe on maybe if you go second you can play an additional land but it comes into play tapped or something like that you know. Who knows? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, those are all potential solutions uh, for that wonderful, wonderful mailbag question. And it looks like Ruckman already actually edited the $5 uh, exclusive episode. Wow. It says, it says today earlier that he spent some time editing it and it is out. So uh, man, if you're listening to this, go give it a listen. I was, I was really happy with that. All right, Ricky, um, where can they find you on the oldie socials? You can find me at also Steve on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me at twitch.tv slash crew3mtg. I'm streaming more often now. I have a better place to stream and a little studio room and stuff, and I'm trying to put more stuff on my wall. So come and see me and subscribe, and we'll have fun. There we go. And you can find me over on the tweeters at it's underscore Christmas. Christmas has no T. You can find Ruckman running our main tweeters um, on, uh, what is he? I think he's just crew3mtg, right? At, at Crew3MTG on Twitter. Tweets a lot about, of course, uh, magic and then also Warhammer painting. And big thanks to Ruckman. He is our you know spiritual leader. He does usually the editing for these every week. So I'm happy to get to take a little bit of a load off him on this week because um, I will be editing this podcast on my day off tomorrow. And we hope he has yeah. an awesome time in Seattle and know that uh, we love him and hope he has all the fun in the world. So hopefully he gets to listen to this at the end. And uh, that'll be it for us, Ricky. So let's go ahead and sign off. Tell the people bye. Bye. Bye.